This podcast replay is brought to you by Caneswear.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. All righty, all righty, all righty. Uh, let's... Uh... Let's uh, do it. Let's uh, have we done our three A graphic sports calendar? Let's do that. Uh, let's talk about Alan Blanco and the great people at three A graphics seven eight six six one eight fourteen forty three. Custom printing and embroidery, folks. Calendars, magnets, hats, shirts, whatever it is you need for your business. Uniforms. Call Alan Blanco seven eight six six one eight fourteen forty three tonight. Miami and Denver Nuggets are favored by four and a half. The over and unders two thirteen and a half. By the way, no hero, no love, no Jay Rich. On the ice at Emirate Bank Arena, 7 o'clock faceoff, Montreal visits the Panthers. Panthers favored by a goal and a half, minus 345 on that one. Over and under is six. All right. Uh, NSU beat University of Tampa last night, 103-69. to The Sharks have won 11 in a row, 8-2 and two on the road, 17-2 and two in the conference. Sis. Uh, Sizerick, I think it is. Sizerick Riker had 20 points, 10 rebounds, and two blocks. I hope I pronounced it right. MJ Araldi added 10 points. Saturday, they take on St. Leo at 4 o'clock. And every time I hear the word St. Leo University, I think of my best friend Bill Preston, who went to St. Leo's uh, back in the uh, mid-'80s. All right, uh, Saturday, 4.30, Chase Stadium, Inter-Miami taking on Orlando City. Money line, Inner Miami is minus 145, Orlando City plus 330. That is your 3A graphics sports calendar. Right. Uh, let's see what else do we have going on in the world of sports. Uh, what did Chris Greer tell the media yesterday? He said nothing. And he said something. And that's the interesting part, but it all depends on how the media wants to spin things. Whoa, they're leaving the door open for Xavier Howard. What did you expect Chris Greer to say? Screw Xavier Howard. It's one of my first draft picks, but what the hell? Well, I don't want him back anymore. No, he's going to say the cordial, respectful thing that he has said about everybody. Hey, we, we love him. He's been a great player for us. He's earned the right to test free agency. We'll talk, this, that. Oh, they're leaving the door open, but we know it is a low-hanging fruit door, correct? And then the Tua one, the guy that hates Tua or doesn't believe in Tua in his writing will make it say, well, they're really going to try to negotiate a deal with Tua and this and that. And so you, you hear all these things, right? Oh, we're giving Teron Armstead time to process and all that, of course. Rob Hunt, the same thing. We're going to talk to his representatives. We'd love to have him back, yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. So, basically, Chris Greer sat there for about 20 minutes and gave you nothing on really what's going on. You can spin it however you want, positive or negative. Depends on the writer. Depends on the talking head. Depends on whoever you're watching or listening or reading. Correct? But he did tell you something. Because I'll turn to my friend here, the great Sean Stanley. Sean, 
about everybody. He said, well, you know, talk to the representatives. They've earned the right for free agency, this and that. But when it came to Tua, I think, I believe, he was the only player that they said, we're going to work on a contract, hopefully get it done before the draft or before free agency or whatever, right? They put urgency on that contract. Did they put urgency on any other contract? Connor Williams? Rob Hunt? No. Andrew Van Ginkle. Oh. Something or nothing. That's really what you had to listen to. Because everyone else was treated with the neutral response. Chris Greer, a master at leaving the response that you cannot look into it as a negative or a positive. It's just neutral. But the response for the Tua contract was not neutral. It was effusive. It was, we believe in him now more than ever, Mike McDaniel. It was, yes, we're going to talk to his representatives. Everything has gone well. We like where their representatives are at and where we're at, and we're going to talk to him, and hopefully we'll get a contract done. And he even mentions it, you know, before, like a, adding like a date. You know, now it's not easy, of course, because contract, quarterback contracts are really difficult to, to negotiate. Something or nothing. And yesterday, you got mostly nothing. But if you're smart, you picked on the something. And that's what he gave you yesterday. Because the quarterback is the no-brainer. That's the guy that's not easy to replace. We certainly haven't had a guy that leads the league in passing here since the last guy, which was when I was really young. And I miss him. I miss you, Dan. I'll talk about that, Dan. And by the way, take me back to the Orange Bowl and put me in the Orange Bowl watching Dan and the boys instead of at Hard Rock Stadium watching anything that's gone on the last 25 years. Why? I don't care. I'll, I'll deal with the blocky blocky, and I'll deal with the uh, traffic, and I'll deal with the mystery liquid falling on me from the second floor. I'll deal with all of that. Just give me that Dolphins team. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'll take it. I'll take the Marx Brothers and everything. Let's go. Let's rock. Facilities. Give me a break. Kiss my ass with that. So you got your answer yesterday at the Combine from Chris Greer. You got the, the only answer he really answered. You don't know about anything else. Will they try to negotiate for Rob Hunt? Of course they will. And Connor Williams and Andrew Van Ginkle and Liam Eikenberg. And they're going to want to lock a bunch of these guys up. Of course, but they're not, going to make an, they're not going to make it absolute. He's not going to sit there like he did with Tua, and he made it absolute. Mike McDaniel made it absolute. In fact, it's the only player where the discussions with the media were absolute. Tua Tungavailoa. Nothing else was absolute. Not even Teron Armstead was absolute even though I think there's 14 million reasons why he's coming back. But yesterday, that's, what, that's the message that was sent by Chris Greer. If you read it any other way, you have an agenda.
and you are just sensationalizing things and you just need clicks and you just need to get people to watch you, to read you, to watch, listen to you, whatever it is that you do in this business. Okay? You got your absolute. It was with one player. There was no absolute with anybody else. Don't forget, folks, Cutter's Edge Pro, a proud sponsor of our program. We love William Quigley and the great people at Cutter's Edge Pro. Mike, telling you, man, Gilbert, great people. Gilbert's a big Iron Maiden fan. Love talking metal with him. Uh, but when we talk about full landscape design, they can do it all, created for you, and it changes everything. It changes your corporation. It changes your home. It increases the value right away. And maintenance is also, they're, they're big into maintenance. You know, there's a lot of people out there. You've got some landscaping. Maybe it looks all right. It doesn't look as good as it did initially. Call Cutter's Edge Pro. Maybe they can touch it up for you, make it up. Not maybe. I know they can touch it up and make it look good because there's nobody better. And then on top of all of that, you can hire them to maintain it so it can look fantastic every day. So when your customers pull up to your business, they look at that impression right from the get-go and they say, hey, these people take every single detail seriously. And that's what it's all about. And you do too at home. Cutter's Edge Pro. Make sure you reach out to them. 954-472-0622. That's 954 954- 472-0622 for cuttersedgepro.com. All right, all right, all right. And I love the artificial turf. If you have dogs, nothing better than that artificial turf. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do you have? Let's be honest. If Casey sucked, no one would care about the stadium or going there to see a game. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. But that's part of it is the atmosphere that they've created. Uh, let's see. When you're winning Super Bowls all the time, no one will think about how the overall facility is. That's right. Jay says, Orlando looks frozen to me. Really? Anyway, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, McCarthy is 20 years old. Mike? Paul? I would rather have a huge slide that goes into a giant case of Super Bowl trophies. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, so if the Dolphins extend two of this offseason, does the new contract start? In two years, it'll kick in. Now, why, why do you guys think that I keep telling you that next year will be a little bit – like I told you this year there wasn't going to be any cap issues – no matter what anybody wrote or talked about, and I was a thousand percent right, everything is super manageable next year. This year, next year, it'll be a little harder, but doable. You'll be able to get by. It's three years from now, and why do I tell you that? Because that's when the big salaries for Tua, for Waddle, for Holland, all that will kick in. It becomes much more difficult. So your window, your really nice window, is the next two years. And then after that, it gets much harder, much harder. You have to be exceptional at drafting every single year. And they've been pretty good at drafting. So that's good. Okay. Uh, let's see. Big O, your, your screen is frozen. Uh, if we don't trust, uh, if we don't toughen up overall and win cold weather games, we will never win a Super Bowl. 
That's right. But um, what's it called? Um, you got you to get home field advantage too. You know what I'm saying? That's also the key for the Miami Dolphins is get some home field advantage. That would set you up in a big-time way. Hey, uh, I went to the Hard Rock app just to kind of see the futures. And Super Bowl odds, guess who's number one? San Francisco, that's right, plus 500. Kansas City is number two at plus 650. The Dolphins, to win the Super Bowl, plus 2,000. Now, conference winner, Baltimore plus 450. And it's interesting because they're a hard uh, regular season team to prepare for. Buffalo 525 plus 525. Cincinnati plus 650. Miami to win the conference plus 1100. MVP. Pat Mahomes plus 500. Josh Allen plus 700. Joe Burrow plus 850. I would never bet that because I don't know if he can finish a season. Tua's all the way down to plus 2250. I actually like those odds of Tua winning the MVP plus 250, plus 2250. You put 100, you win 2250? Yeah, I, I kind of like that. You know why? If they get the running game that I want, if, if they can get a Derrick Henry and really commit to the run and get that third option, that tight end, I just think sky's the limit for this offense. And Tua can put up the numbers and the stats and the games and the wins and win an MVP. I'm not telling you that he wins the Super Bowl because, of course, he can win the Super Bowl if he plays like that too. But in the regular season, I think Tua can definitely win the MVP. He's been in the race the last two years. And if the coach can get better on game day, his team can get better on game day. Because the coach is the one that's hold. It's, it's interesting. Mike McDaniel has elevated the team, and he's also setting them back. Because he's not a complete coach yet, unfortunately. He hasn't completely matured. He has a lot of growing up to do. But if somehow or another he can figure this shit out, okay, the Super Bowl odds, it's a little tougher in the conference odds, but an MVP in this offense with the possibility of those stats... I actually think it's a value bet to put money on Tua to win the MVP. How do you like them apples? I know it sounds crazy for, for a lot of people out there, but I think he can be clutch and win it for me. Just saying. So Tua MVP at plus 2250. I kind of like my chances, ladies and gentlemen. I kind of like my chances. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, you know what? Before I go with sports again, because there is one funny story I want to get into. This is, some of you sports fans out there, I, I, I mean, what, what is wrong with you? Uh, let's go with birthdays first, and we'll get a little music history, and then uh, I got a funny kind of silly sports story for some of you out there. Uh, let's go with birthdays today. Jason Aldean, country singer, 47. Luka Doncic is 25. Oh, that was yesterday? Did I? It says the two. Is it? Wait a minute. Oh, I did. Nice job by you. Uh, 
No, no, no. I will, uh, I will do it again. Hold on a second. Let me find it. In 68, let's go with music history now. All right, let's go music history on February 29th, which is, you know, that extra day. Uh, in 68, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's won album of the year, best cover, best engineer, and recorded album at the Grammys. In 84, Foster the People singer and multi-instrumentalist Mark Foster was born in San Jose, California. In 2000, Elton John stormed out of an opening of his new Broadway musical, Ada, after 15 minutes complaining that his songs had been ruined. The Tonys dis uh, disagreed since the play won the best musical score that year. The cast recording also won Grammy for the best musical show album. <laughs> diva. That is Elton John. He is a diva, even if he's male. In 2012, Monkees member Davy Jones passed away at the age of 66 after suffering a heart attack at his home in Florida. And that, my friends, is what happened today in music history. Now let's go with birthdays, right? My bad. Let's see here. What do we have? Okay. All right, here we go. Now we're ready. Uh, born on the 29th, Ja Rule is 47. Tyrese Halliburton is 23. Motivational speaker Tony Robbins is 63. Uh, let's see. Mark Foster. We just talked about him from, from um, Foster the People. He's 39 years old. There you go. Dinah Shore, for you older folks, born in 1916 on this date. Passed away in 94. Uh, let's see. Who else? I guess the list got a little weak here down the stretch. The 29th happens, what, once every four years? Yes. So do you celebrate, like, so today, like Ja Rule's 44, he celebrates 41, 42, 43, and 44 today? No, he probably celebrates it on the 1st. Did it? Okay. Or the following the month. Oh, the following month. Okay. March 1st, probably. Right. Dennis Farina. Love Dennis Farina as an actor. Born in 44 on this day. We lost him in 2013. Rest in peace. Thank you for all the entertainment, Mr. Farina. Uh, Cam Ward, hockey player, 39. Eric Kendricks, football player, 31. Those are the folks celebrating birthdays today. Yeah, it kind of sucks when, you, uh, when you're born on the 29th. Yeah, yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, you're like, Mom, couldn't you like keep your legs crossed for, you know, a few more hours and wait? That way I can be born like on a, on a day that I can celebrate every day, every year, I mean. You know, that would be nice. But what are you going to do, right? Nothing is perfect in life. So, a couple stories that I uh, want to get into. One, fans are react reacting to Tom Brady accepting Giselle Bunchen's romance with jiu-jitsu instructor. Right? So, apparently, Brady has reportedly accepted the fact that his wife, Giselle, has begun a new relationship with her jiu-jitsu instructor, uh, Hakeem Valenti. And according to page six, unidentified sources have stated that Brady accepted that Bunchen and Valente began a romance a few years ago. 
According to sources, Brady believes that Boonchin, her relationship with Valente began years ago despite her claim that it only started dating in June of 2023. Valente, who's a jiu-jitsu instructor, met Brady's family when he started teaching the sport to Boonchin's kids. The source also tells Page Six, Brady has moved on from his marriage and wants to be in a good mindset where he and Boonchin can amicably co-parent their children. Tom has been dating and is all growing from his relationship with Giselle and moving to a place where they can co-parent. Now, fans on X, here's where this gets ridiculous. Some guy, Grate, what the F? This can't be happening. My goat led us to six Super Bowls while his wife was getting ran through. You don't deserve this, my king. Okay, this is the guy that also, like, got another woman impregnated and, like, was hauling ass. Like, you know, let's... Nobody's perfect, and don't start throwing spears at the woman or at the man because you're not behind closed doors. You have no idea what goes on. Okay? And Tom clearly picked football over his family. It's clear. When he went back to Tampa for that third season... You know, no wonder he chose football over her, another one put. Bro accepted he was being cheated on and still put up 4,700 yards, 25 touchdowns, and nine interceptions, and with a struggling roster. Bro is a different breed. This is the opposite energy. We're all going to make it, bro. Uh, You can be Tom Brady. She's still going to cheat. You all are silly, bro. Some of you just need to get a life, man. Seriously. Just need to get a life. Yes, sir. Did you see what he did yesterday? His video? What? He ran the 40 again. Oh, yeah, I know. And he beat he his beat old his whole time. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years later, he beat yeah. his time. Barely beat it, but hey. he did beat it. Tenth of a second. Yeah, I know, but he was slower than molasses. Now he's slightly faster than molasses. Yeah. Hey. So, you know, it's, it's like. Better with age. He's a refined wine. It's like saying you averaged a D and you just got a C minus. You know, it's okay. Yeah, That's know. how I did it. My parents were proud as hell of me. Yeah, no, and I, I, I strive for C's myself, but I was purposely tr- striving for C's. Uh, I didn't want to, I wasn't really, I only got A's in music, in PE, newspaper, photography. Only thing I got A's in. That's it, dude. And it's funny how, look at how my life developed. Interesting that those were my interests, and that's the only thing I gave a shit about. The yeah, the f- photography, media. It was just media. You know, I just was in- interested in me. Plus, it was a way of me getting an extra lunch. Because all I had to do was grab a camera and, hey, I'm going out to take pictures. All right, go ahead and be back. All right, yeah, we'll be back at the end of class. And there I am at Sarusi's, having some fun. So, um... Craig Carton is an interesting character. You know, I love this business because I've learned something about this business. I refuse to do it, but I've learned that if you want to be sensationalistic and talk a lot of bullshit and throw stuff, people love that. And then they keep following it. And if you want to keep lying to people and put out stories that aren't true or they have no substance, people will continue to follow. I mean, we had uh, an entire network lie about uh, uh, an election and you still have morons that continue watching the uh, a network that continually lies to you you know what i mean so 
I, I've, I've realized this, that in sports or anything else, it pays to be completely irresponsible and irrational and maybe even, what the hell, a couple of uh, arrests, maybe go to court, whatever. All of that improves your stature. If you're actually a good person and you're actually trying to do it the right way and just be honest and stuff like that, it really doesn't pay off. It pays off more to have some kind of shtick. Evil, bad, wrong, whatever it is. It's just much better because the public is just stupid enough to accept it and support it, actually. So Craig Carton, uh, Schefter and Craig Carton are into a disagreement. Because Craig Carton on his show said the actual reason the Eagles' demise was a problem that would splinter any group of men. It's a real significant problem that can't be fixed. But then Carton stopped short of revealing any specifics on the alleged situation, which again shows that you really know nothing, right? Because you're just throwing stuff out there and then nothing, right? So Carton also mentioned that the team was trying to fix it and was interested in seeing whether a high-profile player would still be with the team next season. Schefter then questioned Carton's motives when discussing the Eagles report downplaying his comments in theory. And by the way, I mentioned somebody at the organization yesterday and said, what is this? Schefter said during his 97.5 fanatic appearance with John Kincaid referring to Carton's remarks. The text back, the quote was, none of that shit shit ever happened. And that's what qualifies as a report. You can just say whatever you want, and it gets clicks, and people care about it. Look, I think people are looking for a reason that their season went south, and I just think they got blown out at home by the Niners. The season unraveled. They never got it back together. It was injuries. It was chemistry. It was confidence. It was momentum. It was all those things. And I'll trust Schefter on this one because he actually knows people. Craig Carden is a guy that who I don't with his track record, why would I trust him? But again, our society rewards this. You know what I'm saying? That's what you guys reward. You reward all this irresponsible crap that goes on constantly. And we have to always talk about it too. It's Mike Tannenbaum. He has no insight whatsoever he barely even knows what he's talking about and they put him on espn because he's going to say wacky and stupid shit and that's what you have on espn people that are arguing and saying wacky and stupid shit just to get under your crawl most of them either don't believe what they're saying or they're just actually stupid and believe what they're saying i.e mike tannenbaum and you reward it because there's Chris Greer yesterday, and there's a moron. Now, I did, uh, I did listen to the press conference. He referenced Mike Tannenbaum to kind of clear his way out of it. But to me, it's a stupid question. And giving Mike Tannenbaum any, any kind of attention is the worst thing that you can do. But this is what we do. Because you can't come up with your own kind of conversations, stuff that is of substance. Let me invent something that makes no sense whatsoever. Trading Waddle. There's no talk about that. Nothing whatsoever. Just some unemployed former GM throwing crap to stick to the window. This is what we, rec- we, we reward this kind of garbage 
on radio, on television, on podcasts, constantly. And just ask yourself, does this person ever really break any stories? Why am I listening to this person? And if you're just listening because they piss you off, wow, dude, get a life, man. What you got, Sean? NFL on Fox teamed up with Colin Cowherd. Uh, 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 talk about no, I throwing this would go shit right in. This yeah. would go right in with it. Talk about irresponsible Top crap. Top 12 NFL QBs, according to Colin. Oh, God, I don't even want to hear this. <laughs> I don't even want to give this guy a time of day, bro. All right. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. You brought it up. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, C.J. Stroud, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Just uh, plain stupidity as always. So what can I tell you? You say reward. Yeah. 23,000 likes, 2,000, over 3,000 comments. Yep. Yep. Shit that never makes sense because that guy rarely ever knows what the hell he's talking about. But a lot of people watch. A lot of people watch. So good for him, man. Good for him because for an absolute lazy host that is clueless a lot of times, he's making a killing. God bless him, bro. That's all right. I'll go my way, and I'll stay with the – I'm going to stay the way I am. It ain't going to get me rich. It's not going to get me on national television or radio, but that's fine. I don't need it. So it's all good in the hood. Uh, the Killer Bees with Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas. That's not the Killer Bees. It's Baumhauer and Bo Camper and Blackwoods. Those were the Killer Bees, by the way. Uh, I feel bad for all the people having their birthdays on leap years. Yeah, it's, it's kind of screwed up. Big O, shout out to my little brother, Nick. He turns 28 years old today. Nice. Very nice. Nice. No A in the history? or No, I did not get any history. It's funny because I got better with economics and history after I left school. It's been the last 10, 12, 15 years of actually, you know, taking the time to read and stuff like that. Back in school. I, Rosendo, I, I just wanted to party, bro. Yeah, I never took school serious. Never. Never. I just, I wasn't a delinquent, and I wasn't, um, um, what's it called, like, in fights or anything like that. I just wanted to have fun. That's it. Skip, go to the beach, um, you know, um, go out to, to parties, meet girls, concerts. Uh, that's what I was doing. You know what I mean? Just fun. Just wanted to have fun. Uh, and that's kind of, I, I did not take school serious at all. At all. It was kind of a vacation for me. And it was a, a way that I, okay, how can I do the least amount of work possible today to get by? Okay. And that's kind of like what I did. I just did enough work to get me the C. You know what I mean? If I wanted to get an A or a B, I easily could have gotten one. But I didn't want to get one because I didn't want to put in the work. I never did. Unless it was music or PE or something like yearbook or, or photography because those are things that I actually enjoyed. I didn't enjoy anything else. 
I hated everything else. Actually, I enjoyed English. I, I didn't. I didn't bother. I, I think I would get like a B on average in English, maybe sometimes a C. I actually didn't mind English, but outside of that, yeah, I was just wasn't a fan of school. I hated school. You know what I mean? But I loved Hialeah High. While I hated the act of school, I loved Hialeah High. What a blast that school was. That was a party amongst a party amongst a party at Hialeah. At least all I can speak of is the early 80s into the into 85. Okay? That's all I can speak of when I went to Hialeah High. It was a party school. Okay? We had rock parties at different houses with bands and pools. We had parties at, at, uh, at the beach all the time. It was like, it was, it was, there was a lot of camaraderie in that school. You know, a lot of cliques, but a lot of camaraderie in those cliques. And it was a lot of fun, I got to say. It was almost like a, a college atmosphere in the sense of the party atmosphere of Hialeah and how there were a lot of get-togethers. You know what I'm saying? It was a party being at a football game at Hialeah. And it wasn't that we were that great or anything in football because we were not, but it was just a great atmosphere. So that's one thing that I am so blessed that because of divorce and everything, I ended up going to Hialeah because I really would have ended up in Gables. Um, that's probably where I, where I would have gone. Uh, but, um, man, I am so grateful that I uh, ended up in Hialeah because that place was just an absolute blast. I'm sorry if I'm frozen. I can't do anything about it. You guys can keep posting it and all that, but it's your internet or our internet or something. If you can hear it, that's good. If not, you can catch up with the audio. Huh? You can hear it, right? Okay. Well, then it is what it is. Maybe it's a funky connection today. Uh, we uh, we uh, thank Matt Verderam as always. We uh, thank Steve Calibro. Uh, we thank Mr. Brunetti, as always, and the Brunetti family, making it nice and easy and very supportive of our program, and we appreciate it. Everybody here in the poker room, as always, they make it nice and easy for us, and please come enjoy this amazing poker room with all kinds of tables, captain's chairs. They can bring you food and drinks while you're enjoying your gambling. You can watch all the games, Inter-Miami, the Dolphins, the Marlins, the Panthers, the Canes, Heat, whoever's playing. You can, you can catch it on the tube. You can bet on any races around the country which is great. You can pull out your, your uh, Hialeah Sports app and make a bet. Remember, use that QR code that we have for Hialeah Park, and you can uh, get in there. Use a different email or a different phone number than the Hard Rock account if you have a Hard Rock account, so that way you can get the free $100 no-regret-first bet. Okay, And they have the loosest slots in the state of Florida. That is documented by the state. Starting tomorrow, you can get your entries in to win an electric Mustang. They will give it away at the end of the month. All throughout March, come to Hialeah Park and play. The loosest slots you might win, and you might win a Mustang. You never know. So on behalf of Sean Stanley, the man, the myth, the legend, that masters his entire platform every single day, and, of course, my amazing wife, who has carried me for three weeks and takes me to every damn event that we have. And that's why these things are a little later. But we thank her, because without her, I would be absolutely lost. We will see you all tomorrow morning. Hey, we have a morning show tomorrow at 10 a.m. 
Same time, same place, same bat channel.